scary girl. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Welcome to episode 27. 27? I know. It's exciting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I'm still trying to get comfortable. I'm sorry. Okay. All that right. feels better. I think I got it. All right. Let's go. Yeah. We've got some stuff to talk about. All sorts of things. All right. What are we starting with? Well, we'll start with how, um, so I told you Mary Angela asked me to check the, <laughs> yes. the stove um, and the oven because of having uh, having Aaron over here. And she's like, I know you smudged and I appreciate that. So what I was going to add was that, so last night at my house, <gasps> I don't, and I even was like, is this Stop. the ghost? I was like, no, this isn't anything. This isn't anything. My hallway light wouldn't come on. Like, I would flip the switch and, like, nothing was happening. And I was like, whatever. And then I went downstairs and I did something and, like, came back and it was on. And, like, I left the switch up, but, like, it wasn't on earlier. Like, it wasn't working. And I was like, oh, this wiring is, like, so fucking annoying. And I left it on and, like, went around and did stuff and came back and the light was off. But the switch was still up, like, the entire time. I didn't touch the switch. But I would, like, leave and come around. It was never when I was, like, looking at it that it would turn on or off. But I would, like, walk around for a few minutes and come back, and it would be on or off. But, the, like, the switch wasn't changed at all. The switch was in the same position the entire time. Are there two switches for that yes. light? And both switches stayed in the same spot? I didn't check the bottom switch. But both of them, when the light is off, the light switch lights up. Mm -hmm. And the light switch wasn't lit up when the light was off. That's why I was like, it's just the wiring. Like, there's something That's funky a, with the wiring. Yeah, Philly. But, of course, I kept being like, is it? But maybe it's the good. And I was like, it's the wiring, Stephanie. It's fine. Don't give it attention. But that, yeah, that kept happening last night. And I was like, Ugh, like, that really creeped me out. Well, speaking of being creeped out and things in your house, um, we said we were going to talk about this, and I feel like it's appropriate to get into it. We both watched the Haunting, Haunting of Hill House, House and the Netflix original series. I don't know about you, but now every Try time... Try not to give away spoilers, but... Every time I come home, um, when you open my door to my apartment, it just takes you straight back, and then the bathroom's there, and yeah. like my bedroom's off to the left, Sawyer's bedroom's off to the left, and then it's got like the kitchen and living room is all open. Every time I open that door, I just have a slight vision of like seeing the bent neck lady at the end of the hallway and then when I go to open up my bedroom door before I can turn my light on I like I have my scarves hanging like kind of in a corner by a window and I, I'm just always freaked out where I'm like don't look at the corner because if I look at the corner I swear to god she's gonna be there I just keep thinking I'm gonna see the bent neck lady in I keep house. thinking I'm gonna see the dude with the hat oh. like the tall guy with the hat and then he's like his back to me like I keep feeling like I'm gonna turn around and that's what I'm gonna see, or like I I'll be in my bed at night and I'll be like laying there and I'm like don't open your eyes and look because you'll uh -huh. see you've got tons of stuff in your room and you're just gonna think it's something and it's not anything. And last night I I turned the light back on because I was like well I saw I saw something. <sighs> and you it's know I got them cue lights so I was still in my bed like I didn't get out of my bed like I turned the lights on from my bed and there was nothing there. I have a onesie in my closet. Um, you know, I've got multiple onesies, but um, the one that's the bunny rabbit onesie has these like these sequins on it. They're like seafoam green colored, right? And the way it's a pink onesie, the way that it's folded up in my closet, and it's been there since I put it there, and I haven't moved it, and it creeps me out every time, is there are like just two sequins that are sitting just right that they catch the light where they are. 
and the <laughs> the thing is folded up, so it looks like a blobfish. Oh, do you know what a blobfish yes. is? It looks like a blobfish with like glowing eyes oh. in the middle of the night, and I'll glance at it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I know what it is, and I still haven't moved it. But I'm always like, they're just those sequins. Those two sequins are sitting just in such a way that they look like eyes, and it's folded in pink, and so, like it just looks like a blobfish. Hiding up in my closet. No, that show got me. Yeah, the, the bit neck lady. I had all sorts of feelings. I wasn't crazy for the ending. I was like, what? Okay, I get it. What? See, that's how some of my other friends felt too, talking to them about it. So I'm not, Stephanie knows this because we've watched scary things together. I'm not someone who really and normally watches. Neither of us normally watches scary stuff, but both of us were like, somebody told me I had to watch this show. Yep. Well, Sawyer, so Sawyer started it one night when we were both home, and we watched four epi- the first four episodes mm-hmm. in one night. We just blew through them, um, and I'm so surprised I didn't have nightmares. Sawyer slept with the lights on. <laughs> well, and that was the oh, thing. My. When I was watching it, I kept being like, I wouldn't watch it past, like, 9 o'clock, because I was like, I need to watch something light after this before I go to bed, because oh I'll have nightmares. It it's so scary. Okay? Like, I don't, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I can't watch scary shit because it'll give me nightmares like I'm a little kid. Like, it still will, especially at night. And I go to my room and I'm like, Like, and and I'll get so scared that even if I have to pee really, really bad in the middle of the night, I'm not moving. I'm not getting up. There's no way you can make me leave my bedroom and go to that bathroom. uh, The thing for me has been, like, walking up the stairs of my apartment because the way the banister is, like, it's not like in our old apartment where, like, you can see through the banister because it's got rails. Yeah. It's just, like, wall. Oh. Every time I go up the stairs, I think something, like, I'm going to get halfway up and then something's going to peer out. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh. I know. And it's, I'm always like, uh, uh. and when the light was being weird last night, every time I had to go up the stairs, I was like, ah. Oh, my God, so no. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We're going to have a great murder mystery party there. Oh, my God. If anyone hides behind your banister and tries They're to, fired. I'm going to kick them. Kick them out. I'm like, no, I'm going to kick no, I know. them. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about that on the podcast. I went to this awesome as hell murder mystery party last week, and now I want to throw one. Like, we it was so cool. One. It. I thought it was going to, I got invited by a friend of mine who was supposed to go with her boyfriend, um, and he canceled, so she gave me his invitation. And she was like, would you go to this thing with me? And I was like, I have always wanted to go to one of these. Um, but there was like an assigned character situation and I was like, oh, you giving my dramatic theater ass a character to be like, I'm so on this. And I got there and I thought it was like a place that throws them, but it's this company where you, uh, order it online. Like you pick a theme and you put in how many people you're going to have and then it sends you all the things, but you have to have. You have to have the number of people you signed up with because it adjusts the storyline based on how many people you have. But, yeah, so I was telling Sarah I want to throw one uh, either at the end of December or at some point in January. Uh, And the one that I wanted, because there's, like, 50 themes. They have so many of them. And the one I wanted is, like, a beauty pageant. Because most of my friends are ladies. And the ones that aren't, um, I want them to come in drag, like, come – be beauty contestants at this murder mystery party. Oh my so. god, it'll be so much fun. I know, I know. It sounds so good. It's gonna be so awesome. Much fun. So stay tuned for updates on Oh my god, that. the bent lady though. When she <laughs> so that, that episode ruined me. So this is I don't this isn't too much of a spoiler, but like when she was in the hall like I don't do well with jump scare. I hate jump scares. Like, they make me so mad. And they're the, one of the main reasons I don't watch things, scary things, because I, I hate jump and scares. And they have a few of them. And they, but they, yeah, I was like, they don't overdo it. They have a couple. But the one that got me real good was in that episode where she's in the hallway getting the soda. 
like it drops and I screamed like I screamed out loud and Xander which is my cat Xander was like on my lap and he like got up and ran and then like got on his cat tree and like turned around like what like why would you I do can't that? handle this what happened right it was oh my god it, for me it was the uh was it two storms it was the episode where the sisters are arguing in the car and then Nell pops out oh yeah I scream like you just said, like arguing in the face, just like <laughs> oh my god! I, I screamed like screamed, kicked that one like got me good Snoopy too. ran that away. That one got me good too. But yeah, Sawyer the big was one for laughing. Me was the neck lady. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! But the end of the oh my gosh! What were we? Was it Roanoke? It had to have been Roanoke. I was like, what were we watching? Where somebody got in a car accident, and I'm like. That happens like in I want to say in like the first couple of episodes of Roanoke, where like the car like flips over and she's sitting in the car, and then like she's talking to the camera or something, and a ghost pops out of the back seat. <gasps> oh no, I and didn't I see screamed, that. Which I was like, that might have been an episode it we watched before early. you came because yeah. we had watched like two, and then you came in and sat and watched it with us. Yeah, I got in at the middle, but it, there was something like, and they all laughed at me because I because I just fucking screamed. It was like, oh, I hate jump scares so much. I know, and that's why. Watching Hill House, I would not watch it alone. Like I had to have someone. Like, I watched Sawyer it with was there, Christina. Sean was there. Like there was I one episode someone. I watched at work because I was like, it's the middle of the day, and somebody was sitting next to me, <laughs> and he had already watched it, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna put on an episode. He's like, all right, go for it. But it's so good. Everyone's like, why are you gonna watch it if you're so scared and you don't like it? And I'm like, but the storyline. That's story always gets me with, so with American good. Horror Story. Is I'm just like, I just like American Horror Story. Some seasons yeah. I can't finish, not because of it's being scary, but because I get it's bored. Bad. I got bored with Freak Show. I got bored with Hotel. Hotel. I didn't finish. And Hotel. I love Lady Gaga. Right, right. We're Both the of us are like, Lady I love Gaga, Gaga and I just mm-hmm. got bored. I couldn't do it. I was like, I really don't care. <sighs> yeah, Freak Show bored me. Um, Coven was great up until the end. Did you watch Cult? No, there were Cult's a few on Netflix episodes now. that Peter watched while I was home, and I was just like, oh my god. Cult, I would say, is the least scary season that I've seen of the show. Like, it wasn't really scary, it was more, like, annoying. From <laughs> like, what I saw, it just looked, like, gross. Like, um, they seem to do a lot of gross stuff. Well, and I was gonna say, there was really only one thing in the whole season that was, like, oh, oh that was, like, hard to watch. Did you see the thing with the nail gun? Yeah, that's yep. That's there what I'm go. referring to. I was like, like that was the one scene in the whole season that so was that was, that was the hard. only episode and really scene that I watched of it. So yeah. That's, so then that's, that's what I'm basing my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's literally the that's the only scene that season that made me like that was hard to watch. Yeah. The rest of it was mostly like ridiculous. You're like, this is so stupid. <laughs> um, and Billy Eichner is there, and I love Billy Eichner. And he is good, but, like, any scene that he was in, like, I was just laughing. Like, regardless of whether or not it was supposed to be funny. And I was just like, God damn it, him. I love you, Billy yeah. Eichner. But, oh yeah, gosh. that's that's seriously, like, the one episode that season where I was like, ooh. The rest of it, I was like, this is the most ridiculous season of this show I've, I've seen so far. So there you have it. Haunting of Hill House and American Horror Story, Story Cult. Cult. I still watch Apocalypse. Um, but that's because it's not on Netflix yet. That's the newest one. And people are saying it's great. But I'm is like, it on Hulu? Ooh, is it? I think so. I feel like Seesaw I saw. has Hulu. Danielle just gave me her Hulu account. I've got to get on Damn. it. But on another note, y'all, y'all ready, ready to talk, talk about some ghosts? ghosts? Took 27 I'm, episodes. I'm so proud of you. 27 <laughs> episodes. And we did it. We did it. I'm so proud. I know. I'm proud. It's a good day. It's um, a big day. Sun is shining. Did you go first or did you want me to go first? I can go first because you went first last time. Okay. Oh, do you want to go first? Mine's really short. All right, go for it. Um, what you got? 
Well, and I thought I just oh, couldn't. you guys, she pulled out her notes on a post-it. This is going to be real short. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, just I couldn't find as much stuff about it as I thought that I would be able to, and so I was like, oh, okay. So that's why I'm like, I'm going short. I'm going to talk about Fort Delaware. Think I, you know what? That was in my notes from Josh. Right? Josh, recommended Josh mentioned it. it, and not just Josh, but someone at work mentioned it recently too, and they were like, "Oh, have you guys talked about Fort Delaware?" And I was like, "No, we haven't. Let me look it up." But there. To be frank, there wasn't a lot to look up about Fort Delaware. Come like on, you guys. that's why I was like, I'll get over there. Like I'll be over there at this time because I'm gonna try and add more notes. But like I just couldn't find a lot. But yeah. I was like, here's what what I did find. Give me what you got. <laughs> come on, Fort Delaware, come through. So <laughs> there wasn't a lot to find about Fort Delaware, but I did find some stuff. It's built on an island, which the person who uh, who was there for the French military, his name was Pierre Charles Lefant. Lenfant. Le Enfant. I'm the baby. Um, Isn't that what infant. that means? <laughs> the baby. Well, Charles it's like L apostrophe, not like Le Enfant. Can like, we call him the baby? L'Enfant. The baby. So he found this island. He called it Pipash because he had a French accent. It's called Peepatch <laughs> Island. <laughs> Stop. The thing I, the article I got this from said he called it Pipash. But it was actually Pea Patch Island. And when I read it first, I couldn't under- I was like, why would he call it that? And I was like, because he had a French accent. <laughs> he called it Peepash. But it was actually called Pea Patch Island. <laughs> he um he declared it a strategically advantageous position and recommended that the Americans build on the small landmass. So it was owned at the time uh by New Jersey resident Dr. Henry Gale. Um, not to be confused with Dorothy's uncle. Oh, I was confused. In Kansas. <laughs> not in Jersey. Because it's A&M and Uncle Henry. No, well, this uncle, this Henry Gale was in New Jersey, mm-hmm. so not to be confused with, well, the, Gales, the, with the Kansas Gales. There. Oh, sure. That's fair. The tor- this is the life after the he twister left threw him. <laughs> threw, threw them up to New Jersey. That's how that <laughs> works, right? So he owned the island at the time. Uh, but he didn't live on it. He used it as, like, his private hunting ground. Uh, and the military offered him $30,000 for it. This was in, um, like, the early 1800s. Ooh, so that that's was a, a lot. lot of money. Right. They offered him, like, thirty grand, uh, And he said no. Like, he didn't want to sell it. So uh, the military went to the state and they seized it. <laughs> they just fucking took it from him. <laughs> he should have taken the money. He should have just taken the money. I know. I know. Fucking government. So a seawall and dikes were added during the War of 1812, and work on a star fort began in 1817. Attacks during the Revolutionary War convinced the military that a fort was needed further away from Philadelphia to delay invaders than Fort Mifflin, because Fort Mifflin is just right outside Philly. And Fort Mifflin can be found in episode... Episode two, four? Five. Five? Was it episode five? Yes, because it was... Yes. That was our Forts best and episode. frustrations. I still... I still... That's my favorite episode. I know. I know. You love that episode. Take take a listen. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Sarah just will not do a clip episode for me. Attacks no. during the Revolutionary War. Uh, so, yeah. So they built this one because Fort Mifflin was too close, right? So the current pentagonal structure was added in between 1848 and 1959. Paranormal activity at Fort yes. Delaware. Numerous prisoners were held captive at Fort Delaware during the Civil War. <laughs> so obviously they were Confederate soldiers mm-hmm. were held there because Pennsylvania is, is the union. N- you know, north. They're part of the 
the Yankees. Um, which good for them. I mean, I'm not like the South Rides again. We're not, t- <laughs> like, oh, I'm not no. We're not those kinds of Southerners. This episode took a turn. We're not those kinds of Southerners, I said. Um, many apparitions are believed to come from this period because of the enormous amount of anguish, pain, and death that the region saw. A lot of fucking Pennsylvania ghosts are from either the Revolutionary War or the Civil War. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right? Just mm-hmm. there's a lot of that here. <laughs> Just a whole lot of soldiers. The dungeon area is the site of unexplained moaning, chains clanging, and other audio phenomena. Mm. A visitor allegedly captured a photograph of a transparent Confederate officer in 1985. The figure was standing in an archway, likely one of the unfortunate prisoners taken during the war. Soldiers weren't the only ones being held at Fort Delaware during that time. Pirates were also often thrown into the dungeon. A park ranger was shocked to witness a pirate dressed entirely in period clothing, looking wistfully out of a window in the fort while working nearby. Well, at least he was looking wistfully. Some incidents actually involve entire groups of witnesses. Visitors can participate in candlelight ghost tours, which feature period dress and the darker side of the location's history. On one occasion, lead historical interpreter Dan Citron, like the alcohol, we'll say, was sharing the tale of uh, Private Stefano to a large group of 65 people. He was in costume as a Union officer, Captain George W. All. Citron and 12-year-old Cody Shears stood on the spot where Private Stefano perished, illustrating the event to the crowd. As the tale's climax was told, two loud banging sounds echoed through the stairwell. Another event was described during a tour that focused on the officer's kitchen, which is a hot spot for activity. A group of costumed women, live earthly women, mm-hmm. were preparing food around a table during a reenactment. Another woman suddenly entered and observed them. She gave an approving nod, then disappeared into a corner. That, that ghost was from New Hope. Right. I was and like, yeah, exactly. First, she was I'm, like, this is okay. Well, this is good. This right. smells good. A little, a little more salt. Okay, right. She didn't come in and go, eh, with a disapproving wagged. finger. She gave an approving nod. And then disappeared into the corner. At first, everyone thought she was another reenactor until she faded away. Thanos style. Right. A photograph of a female figure clad in black was captured by a visitor in 2005. The historic site manager, George Content, uh, was purchasing a picture frame for the image at a store in Dover. As he stood in the checkout line, a corner of the frame mysteriously broke off and went sailing across the shop. The incident scared the cashier so much that she left her post. I was looking at the picture. Okay. <laughs> Cotton still purchased the frame, and it currently displays the image with the corner missing. The January 27th, 2009 episode of Most Haunted was filmed at Fort Delaware, as well as the June 18th, 2008 episode of Ghost Hunters. Today, Fort Delaware and all of Peapatch Island have become a state park. A 3,500-foot seawall was erected in 2005 and 2006 to protect the landmark from erosion. Numerous events are hosted at the fort, including the Escape from Fort Delaware Triathlon and seasonal (laughs) walking ghost tours managed by the nonprofit group Delaware Ghost Hunters. The site continues to draw interest from the paranormal community. Cute. That's all I got. That's it, yeah, because it's a lot of just, like, hearsay. He said, she There's said. a lot of I, I, saw, I saw. Yeah, a lot of revolutionary soldier. I saw Civil War soldier. And it's like, yeah, duh, we're in the Pennsylvania area. They're all over the place. They don't pay taxes. Blah, blah, blah. There was war here. Rent <laughs> 650 happened here. <laughs> Where am I? 
Are we doing a promo this week? We are. This is um, actually, we're saying goodbye to another podcast promo that we've been promoing for a while now. Um, we said goodbye to Southern Spirits. Mm, I know. I was just thinking about them the other day. I miss I them. Mitch and Leah, if you're listening, we miss you. I apologize. Yep. And I then I say that in a while. It makes me a little sad. Oh, maybe I'll add it now that we requested it. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, and then we said goodbye to Greg with Greg's wonderful SoCal stories. And now today we will be saying goodbye to our good friends over at Conspiracy Analysis. So yeah. take they've been great. They've been they've huge, been awesome. big fans. They're other Southerners, so they're down in Texas. Yeah, Yep, so they're from my neck of the woods. So give them a listen, you guys, and go check out their podcast. All right, y'all. Nick and Shaggy, take it away. Welcome back to Conspiracy Analysis. Why are you saying welcome back? Because we're just coming back? Anyways, anyways, if you like conspiracy talk and paranormal normal talk and ghost talk and conspiracy talk <laughs> and news and uh, uh, yeah, nerd news every and, now and then and stuff like that, come see your boy, Mick Shagger, boy, hey man, Shag nasty. I'm fucking here too. I'm oh, the, oh, the, and and I'm Nick the Coon and. Nick. You gotta work on that. And Nicky Nick. This hey, is the podcast where we don't know shit and we tell you all about it. That's right. And we're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and Instagrams and, and Facebooks and emails and, and Instagrams. Those places and unfortunately Facebooks. Yeah, that too. But come and give us a listen. Thanks for listening to this promo that we put together yeah. at the last minute. Later. So there you have it, guys. And they are on Facebook. They As are their now. new promo says. <laughs> Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, all the other things that they said. Yeah, give them a listen. A lot of fun. Yes. yes. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? Uh, I'm talking about a mansion in Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm bringing it back. We both got Philly stories. We did. Philly-ish stories. Well, I was like, Pittsburgh's six hours away, but it's still in Pennsylvania. Is it six? I thought it was more like four or and five. And Delaware's. Not in Pennsylvania. It's a different state. I mean, but it's it's in the area. But they're close. They're close. They're in the region. We'll count it. We'll count it. All right. So bear with me because I have half of my notes written down and then the the other half are on my tablet. So this is about the Congolier Mansion in Pittsburgh. According to legend, this home was built by a Charles Congolier in 1860. Now, Charles Congolier had just made his fortune in the South during the Civil War as a carpetbagger, which from what I read about is really just like someone monopolizing on every chance they can of everyone being in war. And just like he made a whole bunch of money, a whole bunch of weird random ways taking money from people. So he had all this money and he moved up to the North and he built this big house mansion in Pittsburgh and he moved in there with his wife, Lida. And they're made Essie. Um, and then, yeah, and there's not too much known about them, like, during their time in Pittsburgh. They apparently would throw big, like, parties and balls and things like that. But that's really about it. But then in 1871, in the winter, Lida was in the house and she went searching for Essie when Essie didn't respond to her calling for her. And um, when Lida approached Essie's room, she heard... The sounds of uh, bow chicka bow bow. Oh, didn't Her husband and her maid were getting it on. And she did not approve. So she got really angry and she went down to the kitchen and she grabbed a meat cleaver and a butcher knife. And legend has it that she's just like 
angry and going up the stairs with this like knife and this meat cleaver just like screaming so that by the time she gets to the top of the stairs is when her husband is opening the door to the room and coming out being like, what the fuck? And that's when she brought the meat cleaver down on his head and bludgeoned him to death and then stabbed him about, what is it, over 30 times. Dang. So she stopped the affair. Several days went by without anyone seeing any activity at the house. Like they didn't see anyone come by. They didn't see anyone leave. And so a family friend stopped by and was like, I'm going to see what's going on. And he knocked on the door. And when no one answered the door, he opened it and went it's inside. And um, as he entered, he heard an odd like creaking sound of a rocking chair. And so he followed the noise and he found Lida sitting in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, humming a lullaby and holding what looked to be like an infant swathed in blankets in her lap and as he approached her he took the bundle away opened it and found Essie's head ah! so she decapitated the guess. maid with the butcher knife and was <laughs> holding and rocking her head back and forth and that's how they found her and apparently after that the house remained vacant for almost two decades. No one wanted to go near it. No one wanted, they, you know, they believed that that awful thing that happened like tainted the entire house and the whole house was just like full of this negative energy from this woman. Dark sided. I don't want it. Exactly. It is not Christian. (laughs) Um, So the house stood vacant for almost two decades. They left it up to God, God warrior. (laughs) Oh, that's still so funny. It's still good. It's so funny. And then she rips that check up. And then later it's like she accepted the money. She accepted the money. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to rip this check up real fast. You guys get a second one? The camera's done. Y'all got got another check? I'm sorry. Uh, Anyone got some scotch tape? Jesus told me he changed his mind. Jesus told me. All right, in 1892, the home was then purchased by a local railroad company, and they renovated into apartments to house their workers. Um, however, their workers would not stay there for very long. They claimed to hear... Oh, yeah. I mean, they were like, fuck this. Yep, so they claimed to hear a whole bunch of crazy noises. So I they, they heard the rocking oh, yeah. and the creaking of a rocking fuck chair. That. No rocking chair in the house. Ugh. They claimed to hear sobbing and screaming oh, of a woman. No. And you know how we love our screaming. I women on this show we love our screaming women on this show so scary screaming memes it's a real house it's on netflix um and then some of them would say that they heard like singing and lullabies uh so a lot of auditory paranormal activity so within two years of the railroad company purchasing the home it was vacant again and so everyone moved out they weren't using it yeah so in 1901 a Dr. Adolf Bronrichter purchased the house. Uh, he was quiet, and he kept to himself. His German, his name was Adolf. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Adolf Bronrichter. Probably doing it wrong, but if we have any German listeners, email us. He was quiet, and he kept to himself, and the people of the town could not understand why someone would buy the house knowing the history um, and so a lot of them were just sort of sitting around waiting, being like, okay, what the fuck's going to happen here? Something's yeah. got to happen. Why'd this guy buy this house? This is so weird. So he bought it in the early of the year of 1901. In August of 1901, that same year, the neighbors heard in the middle of the night the terrified scream of a woman 
And when they ran outside to see what was going on, they saw a bright flash of red light from inside the house and all the windows exploded. And it apparently created cracks in the sidewalk like there was a major explosion inside the house. And so um, by the time the police arrived, all the neighbors assumed that Brunrichter was inside and dead in the house. But the reality was way worse. Um, When they went upstairs, they found in the upstairs bedroom, spread eagle on a bed, the decomposing headless corpse of a young woman. And upon further investigation, they found her head down in the basement in a makeshift laboratory alongside five other heads. Uh, Apparently, Dr. Bronrichter was conducting experiments trying to keep these heads alive. How long can he keep them alive after they've been separated from the body? And he had these uh, six fucking Germans. And he was never found. His body wasn't in the house. No one saw him leave. He was never found. There's one portion of the story that suggests... Fucking went to Argentina with a bunch of other fucking scary Nazis. No. He It's accounted that he might have surfaced in New York decades later because the police arrested a homeless man for disturbing the peace. And apparently he claimed to be this guy and claimed that he, you know, conducted experiments and was able to keep like a human head alive for minutes or something after it was separated from the body. But ultimately the police were like, you're crazy, but you're harmless. And they let him go. And he was never heard from, never heard from again. Um, He seems harmless. Right. So after the explosion, his disappearance, the finding of all that bullshit, that house was vacant again and no one bought it. A lot of people, of course, thought this is this old haunted house. A lot of people went in and, you know, conducted investigations and said that they experienced things like things being thrown at them, yeah, hearing voices. There's legend has it that... Um, legend has it. Even Thomas Edison was said to have gone and spent time there and that that's where he got the idea for his... It was never made, but it's known that, like, he had the plans written up for a spirit telephone and they say that they got his idea for his spirit telephone from being in this house. I think that's a crock of shit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> in the 1920s, the Equitable Gas Company bought it for the same reason the railroad company did. They bought it to turn it, have it be apartments and have their workers live there. Mm-hmm. But just like before, the employees who live there experienced the same things of the rocking chair noises, the crying, the sobbing, footsteps, just a lot of auditory paranormal. But unlike the situation before with the railroad workers, one day, two of these gas employees turned up dead. Unexplained reasons, they were chalked up to accidents by the police, but they were found in like areas of the house by themselves, no explanation for it, and uh, all of you know, all those people wanted to leave. So on November 14th of 1927, uh, there was apparently a major explosion with this gas company. So I don't know what they were doing. But there was a major explosion at the house, demolished the home and homes around it, killed 28 people, Jesus injured Christ. another 500, and totally leveled 
the house. Oh my god! So the house is no longer there. Holy shit! That's However, a lot of people people still claim to be able to go to the grounds where the house was and like experience paranormal things. And when was that? Nineteen twenty-seven was when it down, exploded. Yeah. Yep. God bless. But here's the thing about the whole the whole story is that chances are it's nothing but legend. <laughs> and this house never sure. existed. Never in the first existed place. in the first place. Yeah. Nope. I'm not joking. And when I started researching this, I found this story and I read it. And the first two places that I read, you know, talking about it in the history. Gave no inclination that, like, this might be legend. Like, this was all fact for them. Like, this is it. The house was leveled. People say that they go onto the ground. They experience it. Then I started digging more. And that's when I came across everything saying, "Um, this is a really great legend. It's circulating all over the internet. But there's no fact behind it. Sure. There's no records that show a Charles Congolier or a Lida Congolier dying. In, what was it, eight, uh, 1901, or no, 18, whatever year it was that she apparently did that. There's two researchers who have just thoroughly debunked the whole thing. There's an author and folklorist, Stephanie Hoover, who has a website, Clouded in Mystery. Um, and then there's a historian, Troy Taylor, who also has a website and book called Prairie Ghosts. But both of them have found that that's the, those are the two who found that there were no records of anyone named Charles Congolier or Lida Congolier living in Pittsburgh at all at the time of the alleged murder. And of course, also according to Troy Taylor, there's no evidence that even Dr. Brunrichter ever existed or that the railroad owned the house at any point in time. The only death that is connected with someone named Congolier in the area of the town where the mansion was allegedly located was a 29-year-old woman named Mary Congolier, who, when the house exploded, she suffered a severed artery in her leg due to a piece of the glass flying at her, and she bled out and died. And she left behind five children who were then raised by relatives who did live at the address that this house was at, which is 1129 Ridge Avenue. That's the address they say the Congolier Mansion was at. So these kids that she left behind lived in that address with relatives, and it wasn't damaged in the explosion at all, and it was also a row home. Yeah. So it's really cute, and it's been a really great... Like, if you search on it, you'll find a whole bunch of information online. There's pictures. It's like anytime you research, there's like... um, There'll be a picture of a house... They went through in one article I read and, like, pulled out saying, all right, so this house is – this picture is actually of this place. This Mm -hmm. picture is of this place. It's not real, but it makes for a really great story. Yeah. And that's a Pittsburgh legend, folklore. I don't know – I don't know if it's talked about, like, amongst people in Pittsburgh, but online it's all over the place. Um, So, yeah, that's the Congolier Mansion in Pittsburgh – P-A, good old P of A. conga line over to the Congolier Mansion. That doesn't exist, so don't worry about it. For Halloween spooktacular. Yeah. But if it did exist, that's a great story. Yeah. It's a really great story. <laughs> it's, it's like I had you going. <laughs> it's real. That's cool. That's like the thing it's with- It's real. That's crazy. With Elizabeth Bathory, where I'm like, this is what she's famous for. No evidence that that ever actually happened. Yeah. But if it did, <laughs> this I mean, is what people crazy. know her for. <laughs> that was crazy. 
I feel like that's the same with what happened to LaCusta. You were like, when you yeah. look her up, this is what they say happened to her. There's no evidence that there's that's no, actually what happened to her at all. There's no evidence that she was raped to death by a giraffe, you guys. But that's like what she's known for. That's what she's known for, right. And it like, probably didn't happen. But that probably didn't happen. Yeah. Makes a great story. So, Stephanie, do you have a fetish five for us this week? I do, Sarah. Yay. That's where Stephanie gets five minutes to explain to us a new fetish. And anything <laughs> can be better than that blood play. So this is what I was going to talk about last week, but then I talked about Elizabeth Bathory, and I was like, well, I feel like I have to talk about blood play. So today, we're going to talk about pet play. <laughs> oh, who was it? The, was it... Somebody messaged Was our, it Shaggy who messaged about... Was it? Somebody messaged our, our Instagram uh, with something about pet play, and Sarah's <laughs> response was very kind, where she was like, well, we don't judge. I just it's say not, not for, for me. Not, not for me. me. <laughs> might be for you, but it's not for me. So pet play is a, a form of kink where uh, the dominant acts as, like, the pet owner or the master, right? And then the sub asks for the link. animal. It was a video was link. Video That's link. what it was. Okay. All right. Um, and there me. are many kinds of pet play. The three most popular are pony play, puppy play, and kitten play, where the sub is, you know, doing the acts of one of those animals. Um, sometimes people who do – I know – I see more of the puppy play and the kitten play on Tumblr than I do of the pony play. Um, but when you look on Wikipedia about pet play, the image it's... is uh, is of um, a sub uh, dressed, I'd have to say dressed as a pony. I mean, she's wearing a lot of leather and she has some pony ears on and she's pulling a carriage with her dom. <laughs> the carriage. Uh, that's just... I'm not laughing not at me. You know, I'm not laughing at the kink. I'm laughing at the image on Wikipedia yeah. that they're like, this is what this is. What I see on Tumblr a lot is like people that are into like puppy play or kitten play and having like eating out of like a bowl, like a dog food bowl, having like a leash and a collar and ears and doing quote unquote tricks. Yeah, it was like the one, the video that we saw were sent, they had a full like face mask. Yes, there's a lot of those. That's usually, that's puppy play. Like the dog mask, the leather dog mask. They do dog shows, right? They do. I don't know if they do. I wouldn't be surprised. I I haven't seen or heard of that, but that wouldn't shock me. But they do, like I said, they do tricks. And a lot of times there's the dog mask and then they have like a, like a butt plug. That's a dog tail. Of course. That, you know, like, stands up and they, like, wiggle their butt and it, like, wags the tail. Yeah, the tail in their butt. So there's that. <laughs> not for me. I'm, I don't know, to say curious, but not curious in a way that I'm like, I've always wanted to do that. More yeah. in a way that I'm like, I'm just, I'm curious to witness it. Yeah. I'd be curious to see somebody in their dog. And I've been to... I've been to two, like, parties in my life that were, like, that's what they are. Like, it's people doing sexy things. But I, I didn't see any of that. I saw some stuff. I could talk about we it if you want me it. to. I was like, we talked about it. I think my favorite thing that you talked about from seeing one of those parties was walking in, and it was just the, the oh, yeah. circle of fisting. Yes. That's still my favorite. I was going to say, that's the best, that's the the best story that I can say. Like, Sorry <laughs> if this is a little sensitive for you. <laughs> yes, well, because the thing was, I didn't even see it right away. So, like, I walk in, and there's, like, all sorts of things going on. And you're like, people, where's their hand? Somebody oh. getting, you know, somebody being spanked, somebody tied up, all sorts of things happening. But I see <laughs> this, like, circle 
circle in the corner where everyone is like crowded around, like seeing what's going on in the circle. And I was like, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? And there's like, (laughs) there's this like, I don't even know how to explain it. This like structure that was very clearly built for people to be like chained to it and stuff. And I like climbed it. I was like, let me get a good view. (laughs) So I like climbed the chains. I like climbed the chains, (laughs) like got on top of it. So I could like peer over everybody's shoulder to see like, what is everybody looking at? What is everybody looking at? And what everybody was looking at was there was this woman sitting in the floor and there were two people on either side of her and she had a fist in each of them. (laughs) (laughs) She's, I mean, like, like almost, I mean, I mean, this is to the elbow. I was going to say like to the elbow is what I was going to say. Like just elbow deep in some people. And that was the sound they made. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is what everybody's watching. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Not in person anyway, but here it is. So, but pet play. <laughs> is people doing that while wearing a dog mask? I mean, they're not. They could be doing that. They could just be doing tricks, like sit and, you know, speak and eating out of a dog bowl. Yeah, so that's pet play. Pretty, pretty popular on Tumblr. Not as popular as DDLG. Well, of course not. I wish it were more popular than DDLG. That, um, yeah. I don't know how to, how to get into it. Let's not. So <laughs> so if you want to leave us a review. So if you guys want a sticker. <laughs> it doesn't have kinky stuff on it. It just has us. Um, Depends on what your kink is, I guess. That's true. If it's us in cartoon form, then was, boy, well, do we have a sticker for you. I was going to say, if it's people in coffins. Um, we... <laughs> is that next week's Fetish Five? Oh, necrophilia. Oh, I thought that no. was last week's story about what you told Ugh. about Tanzler and I have a De worse Hoyos. one. Oh, I'm sure that's you like fucking that. do. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a rough time. That's why I'm holding on to this other one because I just don't know if it's ever appropriate to talk about. That was how I felt about the Fritzl case where I was like, I feel like the Fritzl case. And people are like, oh, whatever. And I was like, that is so fucked. Whatever. That's so fucked. You're all wrong. (laughs) So fucked. All of it. Oh my god. (sighs) So leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook. Tell us how much you love us talking about these fucked up things. Take a screenshot and send it either to our DMs or to our email address, which is deadtimestories, with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. And your address, and we'll send you a sticker. And seriously, these guys, I can't stress to you how important the reviews are for us. They really just sort of help us help us get the knowledge out there. So if you really they like the show. They the traffic. They're what bring us the new fans. So yeah, tell so your friends, but also like review, and then tell your friends to review. Exactly. Tell us. And plus, it makes us feel good. And don't you want to help make us feel good? Mm-hmm. I was waiting for them to say yes. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. You were like, that's a stretch, Sarah. Oh, oh. No, I was thinking it sounded dirty, so. Well, if that's what gets us listeners, send us your turkey dick. Girl, don't say it like that. I'm excited. (laughs) I am, too. We might, guys. (laughs) You know who you are. You know who you are. The fan that sent us a ghost dick. We might be getting a turkey dick. We might get a turkey dick from him. So if you think you can do better than this one fan. He said googly eyes. Like, oh, my God, God. please, googly eyes. But if you want to send us your turkey dick. We would love to. We would love to get it. So, you know, ghost dicks welcome at any time. Dick dressed Always. up as a ghost mm-hmm. with a Kleenex. Yes. Um, but for the month of November, we'll also take turkey dicks. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see like 
don't like you know i don't mean if your dick is a turkey where you're like you turkey ass drive ass turkey no, no like if you have it dressed up mm-hmm. in a costume as a turkey yep put little feathers on it googly eyes googly eyes please googly eyes are great a little beak <laughs> chirp chirp it's gonna be funny that's not the noise a turkey makes no, they gobble. I, I was they like, gobble right. that dick. They, <laughs> <laughs> they go gobble, 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 gobble. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and this, this is Dead Time Stories. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What is wrong with us? <laughs> Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 